Don't you know that this stuff is filled with backward messages? Eat pizza on stuffed crust pizza backwards. Hail to the crash. See? Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Midwest Scumbags. I'm Elliot. He's Skyler. I'm kicking right off with a with a question. I keep hearing about these current events. I keep hearing Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate, right? And you know, I I just have to say, I have to put this out there. I don't think Baldur did anything wrong. What What do you think, Skyler? <laughs> Baldur did not do anything wrong. No, he didn't. <laughs> I just, just I, I feel that Balder will not divide us. And the <laughs> what did he do? All he did was make a gate. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like, like Watergate. That was obviously fake. You know, Russia Gate, fake. Pizza Gate. That one's the real one out of the out of the series of gates. But I think Balder's Gate is another false flag, dude. It's just one of the or GamerGate was that that was one of them, right? It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did gamers do wrong there? They were they were raping and stuff. Gamers have done nothing wrong in all gamers the entirety have done of history. <laughs> They're the most oppressed minority. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think Balder did anything wrong. Um, yeah. That was that was my my joke for the opening. I was like, Baldur's Gate. We call everything Gate now, and because of Watergate. And right? Like, yeah, because we're not yeah. we're human. We're not original with anything. Yeah. Whenever exactly. it's a big conspiracy, it's some kind of gate. Yeah, I haven't played any of it. I I know you were. I know you're working on it a little bit. So, and I've, yes. I've heard that it's buggy still, and that they're you know it's it's still a new release. So it's like it's not a perfect game by any metric but it's also so. the best video game ever released ever God damn. <laughs> <laughs> by a wide margin damn i keep seeing youtube videos of like i'm not i haven't been watching them but like when when it first came out there was like youtube with like the the thumbnail and it was like blizzard and cg cd project red and Activision attack Baldur's Gate, blah blah blah, and I was like, oh, what oh yeah, bullshit? because a bunch of fucking devs on Twitter like were getting their panties in a bunch, being like, and and it wasn't, it was also like EA, Bioware, and stuff too, like, you know, yeah. this is this is a you know, it's a, a a rarity. This isn't what you should expect from the genre, even though it's like a genre, almost a genre defining game because of just how much love has been put in you can tell there's been a lot of effort put into it as a rpg where you are allowed to play as you know a character that you can role play as and pretty much do what you want <laughs> i mean you're yeah. really you like you're not like pigeonholed and it's not like I, and i love mass effect i'll preface this by saying i love mass effect but you're kind of pigeonholed into either just being pure renegade or pure paragon i mean you can't like do both yeah, there's no, there, without there's no like gray area yeah you can't have a gray i mean you can technically but you lose out on all the benefits mm-hmm. 
in this, there's no black and white. There's no black and white in Baldur's. I mean, there is. There's black and white, but you can like kind of pick and choose. You like you can like for example, you could just like if if you don't like one of the companions they've made for you, you can just kill them. You can just like fucking push them off a cliff and have them be (laughs) dead for the rest of the game. That's fucking awesome! Holy shit! I love. Oh man, I love it. I haven't been. I haven't watched any of those YouTube videos, but I I did see like one thing, some post somewhere that was just like, "Hey, this is cool that like Baldur's Gate three released and like it's not full of microtransactions and it doesn't have a whole bunch of like paid DLC planned and it's not." It's like, you know, you pay the 60 bucks, 70 bucks up front, and you have a full-ass game. And, like, that was what I thought that, like, devs were mad about. Because it's like, oh, you can't milk this for hundreds of dollars like we do with other AAA titles. Like, I yes, thought that was yeah. the main gist of their butthurt. Over it absolutely it. is. And, you know, there's no battle pass. There's no like, you know, it's a multi, it has, you know, the multiplayer is completely done, finished, and there's no like incentives to like boost your character or anything like that. It's just a pure, you know, RPG, just CRPG, computer role playing game. Yeah. No no bells and whistles. It's like completely on uh, fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. Like, it's like legitimately. What the current game that people are playing tabletop wise, like it's that game in computer form, from what I understand, and from what I've you know seen of dice. As much as it can like be, yeah. As yeah. I mean, you have a lot of freedom in what you can do and what you can't do. But I mean, there's more stuff that you can do. Like I said, if you don't like one of the the characters they made for you, you can just like fucking kill them if you want. You you know. And there is an option to like resurrect them, but you don't have to do that. You can just completely have these people completely that were made for the story. You could just kill them and not have them be a part of it at all. <laughs> On top of that, you know, like all the spells and stuff, there's different ways you can approach combat and different, you know, the dialogue trees and everything. Everything is based on a D20 system, so. If you're talking to somebody and you want to, like, try and persuade them to give you a little, you know, you want them to give you some gold or something, you can be like, oh, I'll deceive you or I'll persuade you. And then it's based on your uh, stats and you roll a d20. Um, There's actually a system for karmic dice. So if you, like, have a series of bad rolls, then it'll kind of give you a gimme. Oh, that's nice. And it can work in your, you know, not in your favor, too. So if you have a bunch of good rolls, you'd get a, yeah, you'd get a, you know, a bad roll. And that works with combat, too. If you're hitting a bunch of crits or whatever, then maybe you'll have a bunch of crit misses. Oof. That's brutal. That's, God, dude, I'm so fucking excited for it. I want to get it so bad. It's, It's been on my wish list on Steam, like for a year now at least if somebody wants to buy it for me out there you you totally can i will not say no i'll put my i'll put venmo, my Steam account in my venmo <laughs> with the fucking link for the for the episode yeah yeah it, it's, it's a good my... example of a like just a good like you said a completely finished game 
they had a beta that they let people play in so they could figure out some of the bugs and shit. You don't you don't mm. see that nowadays with video games. Yeah. It's and if you do, it's like some early access bullshit that is like a game that's not complete, but they still charge you sixty bucks for it. Yeah, and, and it's then like clearly it's, a rip off of some other game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it is it's a sad state that uh, you know the world of gaming is in because you know you go back to whatever the mid two thousand. I mean, I think of mid two thousands as my peak gaming era. You know, the PS two and the Xbox three sixty and whatever, and you would pay sixty dollars and you would pray that the game was feature complete by then. Yeah, because if it wasn't, then that was what you got. That was it. You know. Especially for the PS2 era and earlier, you know, you you for paid sure. for you got what you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a, it was a pain in the ass to hook up your PS2 to the internet. So like, I I know I've talked about like EverQuest Online that was the like the PS2 EverQuest, but it was like you had to have a whole fucking system. It wasn't until the late PS2 that it even had like an Ethernet port built into it, and then it was like. Even then, like the, I mean the, imagine running a game at, at, you know, a couple megabytes per second max yeah. RAM, you know, mm-hmm. compared to what we do now, it's it's brutal. But that's good. I'm glad that you're enjoying Baldur's Gate, because. Oh yeah, I'd highly recommend and, it to anybody that uh, enjoys that type of game. I mean, even if you like mm-hmm. Mass Effect or. Dragon Age or stuff like that. I mean, that's it's it's a serious callback to the OG of those versions of games. Uh, especially like I get a lot of Dragon Age vibes from it, like the Dragon Age uh, Origins. Oh yeah, that's what I it go. feels like. I loved Dragon Age Origins. I never finished it, but I played. I put so much time into that game and never beat it, which is so weird. But that game rocked, though. It was so good. Mm. I didn't finish uh I didn't finish any of the Dragon Age games actually. I rented Dragon Age 2, I think. I think I mentioned that one time. And then, Dragon Age 2 is ass. That was like yeah. <laughs> EA really coming down and just cucking fucking BioWare. That was like the the beginning yeah. of the end of the, the golden age of bioware because you had mass effect mass effect 2 which was really good but it was mm-hmm. uh i wouldn't say a downgrade but they definitely got rid of a lot of those they streamlined was... yeah they yeah. got rid of a lot of the systems that made it a more of an rpg sci-fi adventure yeah and but you could bang chuck's girlfriend in mass effect 2 and that was awesome yeah that rocked that was, Oof, I wish I could. I wish I knew that actress's name off the top of my head, but she's she's a cutie. Which one was that? Was that the bl- the bald chick? Uh, Miranda. Oh, Miranda. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of the bionic chick. Uh, I can't remember her name. The uh, one with Jack. The ta- Jack. Yeah. Yeah. No, she had a shaved head, which made me think that I was like, "That's a girl with a shaved head. That's more like a boy to me." No, thanks. <laughs> that was that was my thought at the time playing it (laughs) because you know i'm a trad chad and i think that girls have to have long hair and boys have short hair that's just (laughs) that's just how things go 
And you couldn't, like, Mass Effect 1, I think I got with Liara, and then, like, Mass Effect 2, she wasn't around, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get with the chick from Chuck. And then <laughs> the Mass Effect 3, I think I went back to Liara after that, and I felt really bad. And I was like, eh, you know, she was working for Cerberus, and they were kind of bad guys. And they were bad. Well, they were like, like in two, they were kind of not bad guys, but in three, they were explicitly bad guys. Yeah, it was were. like, <laughs> they, yeah, it was really bad writing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like it went from oh, the elusive man's like kind of, you know, he's kind of this gray, this gray area kind of dude, and but he's also bad still. But not, like, super bad. But then in 3, they go, and he's just a complete fucking terrorist and has a cool ninja assassin come after you. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his path, I think, was, like, his. it was, like, subjugation or whatever was his, at the end of his thing. It was just, like, bow down to the Reapers and... Right. Oh yeah, because he wanted he wanted to like take the giant reaper human hybrid thing at the end of the game, and he wanted to take it and study it. Oh, he I was believe. he was like the control path, I think. It was yeah. like blue, where he was like he wanted to instead of like saving humanity, it was like oh you become the reapers now. That was like his basically. Goal. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to uh, like transcend humanity. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, meh. I mean, I've replayed the games recently, and they were good. Um, three is definitely the weakest of the three, the trilogy. Two mm -hmm. being the strongest, I think. And one, I think the Legendary Edition actually kind of makes two the second best just because really? of how they redid the combat and because the worst part of one was the combat. Yeah, the combat was pretty rough. Because they were still mm -hmm. trying to do the Dragon Age thing in it, and it just did not work because they were obviously doing a Gears of War <laughs> type deal. Yeah, it was a cover. It was like they wanted to do a cover shooter, but they didn't like break away from the the Dragon Age stuff yet. So it was still it was a weird hybrid at the time. Fucking just the whole the whole complete set keeps going on sale for like fifteen bucks, and I'm like, man, it's that's tempting. Get all three Mass Effects plus Andromeda, but I doubt I ever play oh, Andromeda. I haven't even touched it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've heard like nothing good about it. I've seen the facial animations, and like I don't know what they were doing with this. It's supposed but... to be better now. It's all that stuff is supposed to be fixed. All like the facial animations and everything. All that's supposed to be fixed, but it doesn't uh, take away from the fact that it was kind of just a cash grab. Yeah. Jeez. Fucking EA. Yeah. I. <laughs> I. I always think of that. Uh, that comic of where it's like EA and they like. It's some like indie company, and they're like, "Oh, yes, father, where are you? Ta why are you taking me into the woods?" And he's like, "Just follow me." And then like it, he's, like the the indie company is looking at this pit full of other dead indie companies, and EA has a gun to the back of its head. Because <laughs> that's what they Damn. did. That's what they did throughout the two thousand. They just bought up all these like 
small indie companies that were, you know, putting out great games and then they bought them out and forced them to put out shit and they closed them down. Brutal. God. What kind of leg do they have to stand on to criticize Baldur's Gate? How dare they? How dare they? I mean, didn't the dude that make God of War, the new God of War, didn't he shit on something last year? He was shitting on some kind of RPG game. Was it Elden Ring? It might, yeah, yeah. It was Elden Ring. They were shitting on Elden Ring last year because they were like, "Well, this, this, you know, you shouldn't hold this up to the standard because this is a, this is an an anomaly, you know, because it's a it's a feature complete game you get for sixty bucks and you don't have to buy microtransactions. There's no battle pass and yeah, there, there's PV, like online, there's PvP maybe. in the game, but you don't have to, you know, like keep playing every single day just to make a fucking experience bar go up so you get some cosmetics and shit yeah yeah fuck that dude elden ring rocks we can talk about it now right oh yeah moratorium lifted on uh yeah yeah we even said the name because we we uh said we weren't gonna say the name of it because we talked about it so much when it came out (laughs) because it's such a good game i mean it's amazing it's amazing what fromsoft did i mean they are a FromSoft is a genre-defining studio, and I will fight anybody that wants to, you know, debate that. Because they are. <laughs> like, maybe Demon Souls went under the radar when it first came out, but you can't deny that when Dark Souls fucking hit the scene, like, after Ooh. that, everything changed. Like, games were all compared to it. Yeah. Just like, the it literally, I mean, Souls-like is a genre of game now, that because of Dark Souls, like... That, yeah. I remember when uh, I remember when Dark Souls came out because I didn't like I didn't know anything about it when it it came out around it was like around the same time as Skyrim too, but it was like everybody talked about Skyrim for a good couple weeks, but it was like during the height of that, like one one of the dudes in high school was telling me about Dark Souls, and I was like, what the fuck? This sounds amazing. Like, what the hell? Everybody's talking about Skyrim, and I mean, Skyrim was great, yeah, fantastic, but, like, what has Elder Scrolls done in the last 20 years besides make Skyrim for every console? Nothing. But what has FromSoft done? Hit after hit after hit. Really, they have, yeah. Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Dark Souls yeah. 3, Elden Ring, I mean, everything they've They're, made oh. has been, like, just the golden standard for that type of game, and everything's compared to it. I mean, I compare, you know, I, I've even compared Breath of the Wild, or not Breath of the Wild, but, well, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom to it, just in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, it's an action RPG where you're kind of given freedom to do whatever you want and build your character however you want, but... God, the souls they just they just go above and beyond. I mean It's they it's amazing. It, dude. They I'm, they really I'm have, stoked. yeah. Uh-huh. I I keep I see trailers for um shit, what's it called? Uh Armored Core. Like oh, Armored yeah. Core six fires the Rubicon or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're making that. So I keep seeing that, and I'm like, man, I wish I knew more about Armored Core, because it looks fucking sick. Just mechs. 
Wish I got yeah, more the, into mech stuff. Yeah, I never. <laughs> the only Armored Core game I ever played was whatever was on a PS1 demo disc I got from Pizza Hut when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was like the first Armored Core game I played. I had no idea what was going on. Man. But it looks sick uh, as fuck. It looks really slice. cool. I think of those like Pizza Hut commercials where it was like they had Crash and Spyro in them. Yeah. Everything was mainly Crash Bandicoot that they had repping Pizza Hut back in the 90s. <laughs> and it was just the, the the obvious dude in a mascot suit. Oh yeah, with the and he was he was in the giant and he would run around and do whatever silly thing was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's that's a that's a good one. I wish I liked Pizza Hut better, but their pizza sucks dick. They can <laughs> they can make all kinds of PlayStation games, and they can uh, they can sponsor an entire anime series. Code Geass was like made by Pizza Hut. God damn, are you serious? Terrible. I, it wasn't made by them, but it was like if you ever watch Code Geass, like it, like Pizza Hut is like prominently featured in every episode. Like, I never noticed. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's like. Because because in a lot of anime, you know, they don't have the rights to stuff, but, like, Japan's so commercialized with American stuff, like, you'll see cigarettes that are, like, Marlboro, but it's, like, Marlboro. Oh, yeah. W, yeah, right. Like, you know, McDonald's, it's, like, Wickdonald's, because it's, they can't use the real trademark, but, it's like, you know what they're talking about. But Code Geass was just, like, it's Pizza Hut, and it literally <laughs> had, like, Pizza Hut, the logo, and they were eating pizza all the time. That's what they did. They they so they pretty much made that show. But <laughs> but their pizzas, I I just can't I can't eat their pizza, man. I can't do it. I I don't know what it is. It's like the crust or something. I haven't had it in many many years now. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't say. I used yeah. to like it when I was a child, but I was a child and I didn't know any better. Yeah, exactly. You can't when you're a child. They're your taste buds are just like, oh, this isn't uh, this isn't peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for dinner. And hell yeah, this is awesome. I think it was also because like going to Pizza Hut was like an experience because I yeah. lived in a very very small town. So if I want if we wanted to have fast food, we had to go like you had to drive like twenty thirty minutes into the the big town nearby that had you know all the it had like a Walmart and. You know, yeah. you know, small Midwest <laughs> living. Yeah, so you a drive, town that had you, more than like the the family owned hardware store and the which is also a bait and tackle shop, which was also sort of a general store. Yeah, a co op, like a co op. Yeah. It was just like the co like the where farmers would go and they would have like a little mini general store in there where they'd only carry maybe five or six different cartons of cigarettes because that was all the people around there would smoke. That's all, yeah, that's all that they would buy. So it's like they just, you know, bought exactly what they would <laughs> they would sell to people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the kind yeah. of town I grew up in. So yeah, going to Pizza Hut and sitting down eating was like a big deal. And Pizza Hut rocked because they gave out PS One demo discs. <laughs> yeah, which I'm sure a lot of people our age would remember because mm -hmm. they gave them out like they were candy. It was just like they if really you got did. a meal, they would give you a fucking demo disc. Yeah, yeah, that was that was great marketing because it was like 
I think it was before, yeah, it was before the Xbox was even out. It was like, hey, here's the PlayStation. Get off that Super Nintendo. Get off the cartridges. Get on discs. Discs mm-hmm. are where it's at. And then, yeah. And you get a solid, like, six to eight hours of content. I mean, I was young. So I was very young. So I could, I pulled, like, you know, 20 plus hours out of those discs, <laughs> yeah. even on the games. Like, I remember <laughs> playing, specifically playing, like, games nobody would think of like hidden fencer musashi and yeah. armored core uh i remember playing the fuck out of the gran turismo demo and Ooh, like hell yeah i would just wreck my car and it would make me laugh <laughs> so fucking hard because it would do like the slow-mo replay of your car wrecking and it was just so funny to me yeah I, that's what i that was the fun i got out of uh there was a burnout game on GameCube that I got that I played and that was the that was the best part of the game. It was you just crash your car in like a fiery crazy way and then it would do the slow-mo of like this is your dude crashing and running over people. I don't know if you actually ran over people, but it was it was destructive and it was fun. But that was, you know, GameCube that was way later on. We're talking PS1. I didn't. I don't know if I ever got any PS1 demo discs, but I definitely got PS2 demo discs of like. No, I definitely had a, like PlayStation Underground. Yeah, like, like the magazine. Yeah, yeah, and like Jam Pack. Oh yeah, Jam Pack. Yeah, that's where yeah. I first played Jack and Daxter. Yeah, Jack and Daxter demo was on there. Tie the Tasman. Tie the Tasmanian Tiger was on there. That's a deep cut. Yeah, dude. I never. Uh, I never actually played the full game of it, but I played that demo of it, and I was like, this is a cool game. I remember playing the demo of Jack and Daxter for a thousand, like a thousand times over, and then... Yeah, because it was just that, like, intro area where fucking Daxter gets turned into the Otsol or whatever. Yeah. That's, like, all it was. It was just that intro area, and I was like, oh my fucking god, this is what video game... That blew my mind. Blew my yes. fucking mind when I was a kid. Like, the 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 transition from PlayStation to PlayStation Two was insane. Oh, it was huge! It was crazy. Oh, man! I wish I could go back in time and just relive just like just that part of my childhood. Everything else in my childhood, I don't give a fuck about. Like I was, I was a fat piece of shit little sad boy. Like, I you know, well, sure, but you had video games, and video games video make games. everything better. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think the whole, like, the premise of this episode is that video games rocked back then, and you didn't have to deal with bullshit like battle passes or paying $20 for a fucking, like, like, I, I booted up Overwatch the other day, and I was like, all right, yeah, let's let's check out the skins and whatever where they have. It's like, well, I want this skin, but it's 20 fucking dollars, and of course they don't God sell damn. just a $20 thing. You can either buy, like, you can get, like, $17 worth, or you can get $25 worth. So you end up with less than you need, and you can still get some stuff. You can get, like, an epic skin, or you can buy more, and you can get the legendary skin, but then you have 500 <sighs> left over, which isn't enough to get, like, anything else except for, yeah. skin, or you know, sprays or emotes or whatever. So then you're incentivized to buy more, mm-hmm. so, that, so then you're incentivized to buy that $17, that extra $17 whatever pack, so you can get another legendary. It's such... It it's such predatory bullshit, and I fucking hate it. I fucking hate the state of video games right now. I really Dude, do. It's gross. It's terrible. I mean, I'm so glad there's stuff like Elden Ring and Baldur's Gate being the most recent example. Tears of the Kingdom, even though it's Tears of the Mid, 
kind of after I've yeah. played <laughs> so long. I'm still glad that it's at least it's a feature complete game that I you know I mean I've sunk a hundred hours into it, but mm-hmm. at least I don't have to fucking spend an extra thirty to forty bucks to feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of it. Diablo four, I've been hearing just terrible things about it, even though God, it, it was sucks. like Yeah. I, it was really hyped up when it came out. Like I heard a lot of people talking about it, and I was like, "Wow, okay, maybe it is pretty good." But that, yeah, it doesn't no compare to what it used to be. Yeah, yeah, that Diablo two. You got me that Diablo two and three pack, and I, I downloaded Diablo three because I was like, "I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start playing this again," and I, I haven't. But I'm going to eventually. But I mean, Diablo two fucking rocks, dude. It it's rocks, so yeah. So even good. just the like small bit that we've played of it, and we and like you know, there's even once you beat the game, that's there's like nothing more. I mean, there's more after it, but you don't have to constantly grind. It's not like there's a, a seasons that you have to do like in the new Diablo that you have like the season of mastery so you get one character up and you max it out but then the next season you have to start over what yeah that's uh, see that's that's some fucking bullshit dude i mean i think you have like a main character that you can just play single player but that's not that's not what diablo is about it's about you know the multiplayer part of it and teaming up with people to do stuff and yeah. i mean I, I i don't know i haven't played it myself maybe it's not like that but i know that you have to like restart every season on that like ladder or whatever it is i wouldn't that would make me furious i would be so mad but that's what like all games are like now well not uh. all games but like all the popular ones and there's if seasons there's battle passes, there's cosmetics, there's loot boxes, so gambling. Ugh. Ugh. It's disgusting. Makes me sick. That's the kind of shit you don't put up with once you become Elden Lord. No. Once I... <laughs> Which you have I would... become Elden Lord, right? I did, yes. I, I finally wow. did. Damn. That's why we had we lifted the moratorium as I finally yeah. beat Elden Ring tonight. As of this episode. Fuck. Congratulations, dude. That's it, I bet it feels amazing. It was good. It was very good. It was almost mm. as good as sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean one you can't day. really compare the two, but my <laughs> god, Jesus Christ, that fucking like endorphin rush you get after seeing the the it was like after i beat the final boss it was like god slain it was like fuck and i just ugh, you know mm-hmm. so good so good man and i'm sure people get that from games like like overwatch and stuff like when you get a really beefy like you use your ultimate the exact perfect moment you get like a four or five kill and you're like oh fucking nut yeah like i'm sure it's equivalent to that and that's why because you know it's a skinner box kind of thing you well, not Skinner box. That's the loot box part of it. That's, That's the, the loot box you know. part of it. But like, if what if you get the skills to pull off once you become the Pogger, and then it's like, yeah, that I do have like one video of the original Overwatch where I was Reinhardt and I got play of the game by like pulling some shit and like wrecking people with like just like good technique. And I was like, okay, that's the pinnacle of, of what I've ever done in Overwatch. And it's it's beautiful. And it still makes me happy. 
to this day watching it, but I don't. I haven't watched it. Yeah, in a while, so. it's a positive um, feedback loop. Yeah, yeah. Because you put up with so much bullshit to get to that point that once you get that one shining moment, it's like fuck. Well, that makes all the you know getting steamrolled by a team of <laughs> people that have played the game way longer than me. That makes it worth it, you know, because yeah. I had that one shining moment where I was really good. Just that one beautiful moment that, like, you know, nobody else will remember it. Your teammates won't remember it because it was just, like, some pickup game. And every time I even tried to play competitive, I just failed miserably. Or somebody called me out for being terrible. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, I never really joined voice chat either, so that's probably my fault. I should have done that. I mean, but you and I, we played World of Warcraft extensively, so we, you know, we understand that kind of, you know, like, yeah. you feel like a real gangster, and you feel like a just straight-up G when you fucking do something awesome, and you, you, you know, you save the team from a wipe, or... Yeah, like, there's one thing that goes wrong, and you're like, oh, fuck, but then, like, you sit up straight, and then you're like your eyes are fixed and you're at least on the healing side of things and I had all of my bars going and I was watching everybody's shit going down and I would throw spells out that would save them or throw the just yeah yeah being a, being a hero being a grasping that one moment of greatness that it's like you know yeah it's imaginary but fuck isn't everything <laughs> Essentially, essentially everything is imaginary. I mean, we're living in a simulation. Every day I start to, every, every day I think more and more about it. Especially being exposed to VR, dude. Oh my god. I've realized, like, yeah, if we if we get VR games to a certain degree, like, they can simulate real life. They can, it can get to a point where you're sitting with your friend and recording a podcast and, and it's just real life, and you're wondering why nobody's listening to it, and you just have to figure, but it's like, it's because the algorithm is against you the whole time, and you really, it's a challenge that you have to overcome, you just can't see, you can't access your stats menu, you can't access your UI, your, it's, it's like playing, like, like, in Zelda, where you put you put on like whatever mode, and you don't have anything on the screen except Link running around. It's like that is real life, except <clears throat> yes. when you're born, you figure you forget the game mechanics, and you don't know how to open your your menus and stuff. Have you been seeing the? <laughs> I bring up the VR thing because I I get at. My Instagram ads are very much tailored towards me. I'm getting a lot of anime waifu ads, and I'm get, I've been getting this thing for like a the VR. It's like a treadmill thing that you can like invest in, and it's like, oh yeah, like an omnidirectional treadmill with the with the headset, and so you can like you. It, it's getting to that point of like Ready Player One. Where you're on the the treadmill and you can run around, actually run around in VR instead of getting motion sickness by standing still and using analog sticks. Like it, it's developing beyond that. Like I'm excited. I don't have money to invest in it. I want to because I want to be able to. I want to be able to walk through a VR art gallery and just take a leisurely stroll through the Louvre. 
in VR. I think that'd be cool. VR, I've had <laughs> very little experience with it uh, up Man. to this point. Um, I played games like Boneworks and well, either it was either Boneworks or Bone Labs. I can't remember the difference, but it was very mm-hmm. uh, it was vis- it was a visceral experience. It's and I played a little bit of VR chat as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Your brother I, sent me a video about VR chat that he was like, "This is the <laughs> shit I'm talking." It's fucking hilarious. I'm like, oh. That's scary. Was it the one with Brian Griffin? The <laughs> yes. chick was Yeah. <laughs> hey Peter, remember the time that we had a breakup in VR chat? Yeah. Remember uh, when you got cheated on in VR yeah, chat? That. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Oof. amazing that that is how uh online culture has evolved. Yeah, that we're now at that point where people have their virtual avatars and their little dramas are playing out in these virtual chat rooms because I don't know, I guess people need some kind of validation. They always have. It was it was a thing in like Yahoo chat rooms, too. You know, you'd Mm -hmm. go into like a whatever a teenager's chat and people would be bitching about what's going on at school or whatever. They talk about all the drama there. Yeah. So that's it's just you know it's a new form of that. Yeah, I remember you. Uh, you played a little bit of like Second Life, and then you like you looked up like videos of Second Life shit, and there was the whole like the like house of like we're we're a biker gang. It's like you can't come yeah. in here. This is our clubhouse. Get the fuck out! And like it was a whole like it was a whole thing, and it was like none of this is real life, dude. Why why are you so upset? And people it's take that crazy. shit so serious, especially when, like, real money gets involved. That's when it gets, uh, and it's the same way with VR chat, because, uh, according to my brother, there are people that will pay out the wazoo to have people model, model their avatars, and uh, people can just, like, get a cheat client and spoof their avatar. Oh, so people will pay, man. like, $1,000 for this super in-depth for furry like a, avatar. Like a commissioned special yeah, yes. like Blender, you created this in Blender for me, and I paid you $150 for it. Exactly, yes. And you could just rip it off and steal it from somebody. And rip it, yeah, you'd rip hilarious. it, and then you'd show up as them in the same chat room and, like, start <laughs> pretending to be them or just trolling them. I mean, <laughs> that kind of shit has evolved. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Holy just fucking shit, with people man. online hasn't evolved to that point. It's It's hilarious. It's so funny to watch people do that stuff but it's also kind of sad to see people take that stuff so seriously that they'll like you know fucking ruin their lives online by doing it man that's brutal Ugh, it may it's so scary but at the same time it's it's like exciting i don't know it's like if they put if people put half the energy they put into these games into their real life like they could be successful it's just real life sucks dick so hard sure like it really sucks exercising it really fucking sucks like trying to expand your mind and like reading books is boring as shit nowadays like you it it's it's tough it's fucking tough but yeah, like reading books sucks yeah i read nerd <laughs> I read books. I still read books. Okay, I, I try. I try to read books. I 
I do, um, I, do, I have made it my, like, nighttime ritual to, I have, like, a, like, a nighttime book light that's, like, an orange light that, in my mind, I think it counteracts all the blue light of screens and stuff, so I'm, like, I'm not on, even if I am on my phone, like, up until bedtime, if I put my phone away, put it on the charger away, and then, like, I turn on my book light and read a little bit, in my brain, that orange light is counteracting all of the light that I get from my phone, and so it makes me sleepy. And that's like, I don't think that's real science, but at least placebo effect, it works for me. And it I gives mean, isn't me. Isn't there literally an option on our iPhones that, like, makes the light orange? Like, there's probably. a night mode. Yeah. I know there was. I, th- I Android, think there is some, but... some science behind that. And. In changing what the light looks like, the color. Yeah. But it's like even, it's like maybe 15 minutes of reading that I get done, and then I'm like, man, I'm sleepy, and it actually, like, helps me sleep, I think, but... Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the only time I read, though, nowadays, and I, I used to read all the time. I should be reading more, but whatever. VR is It doesn't help that cool. books are so goddamn expensive. They are. They really are. Like that last book I bought, Blood Meridian, that was like 30 bucks, and it's only a 300-page book. I mean, that's Damn. a good-sized book, but, you know, I could knock out 100 pages a day if I really cared to. Right. Like, if you sat down and made it, like, your activity was reading, like... Yes. But it's, like, it's super, it's so hard to just have one thing to do a day. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where Warhammer has stepped in and taken over as my obsession is like I can sit down and paint miniatures for a full day, but that's because I'm a psychopath and you know eventually it'll wear thin. Once I once I run out of miniatures to paint, then like what the fuck am I gonna do? You know? I'm gonna have to find something else, but until then, there will be no no more worlds to conquer. That's right. That's Alexander right. wept. <laughs> what are you gonna do they're... now that you're Elden Lord, dude? What what what's next for Skyler? I don't know. Probably new game plus. Mm. I'll probably focus more on Baldur's Gate. Nice. Because I bought it at the same time <clears throat> as I started getting back into Elden Ring, which was probably a bad move. So. I started playing Baldur's Gate. I was like, wow, this is really good. But then I made progress in Elden Ring. And I was like, fuck. This is also really good. <laughs> Man. So probably more Baldur's Gate. Uh, I mean, I also have, you know, I have a couple books coming in that I I need to read more. I've been trying to read more instead of sitting on my phone and doom scrolling Reddit or whatever. Yeah. I try to read instead and... I feel like it makes me look smarter to, you know, whenever customers come in the store and I'm reading a book and not just sitting there, like, looking at my phone. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I could be reading a book on my phone, but... You could, but it it just doesn't feel the same. Like, I have a bunch of books on Kindle on my phone that, like, I've read, and it it was cool. Like, that's how I read Stranger in a Strange Land was on... I have it on my Kindle, but it's like, if I had a paperback, I feel like I would have... I feel like my better. eyes tire out more when I'm reading books on my phone. Yeah, yeah. They tire easier, I should say. Whereas when I read a 
you know, hardback or a paperback novel, it's it's not as bad. I could knock out thirty to forty pages in a couple yeah. hours, depending it feels on. Feels good. If it's like, like the last book I read, Blood Meridian, that was very dense. I would say that was more of a scholarly book mm-hmm. where you kind of have to stop and think about things. Yeah. And reread. I mean, I did. Maybe I'm stupid, but I had to like go back and like reread stuff, even though I like read, you know, and comprehended it. I had to just go back and reread it. But if I'm reading like a, you know, <laughs> we've dogged on him before. But if I'm reading a Stephen King novel, I don't have to go back and reread <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> no, yeah, you get. He writes in a in a very layman's way, for sure. It's entertaining and it's not like dense. It's not like reading Dostoyevsky or, you know, whatever. That's what I've been rereading Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. I'm going to, like, next time I see you in person, I'm probably going to give you, let you borrow the copy of it, unless you've bought it already. But that's a damn, so good. Very good philosophy, stoicism book that, like, it's broken down into, because it was just like, you know, a Roman emperor's journal entries back in the day that were never really supposed to be published, but somehow we still have them. He wrote these around like the year 300 AD, and like, you know, 2,000 years later, we're still able to read this dude's thoughts. Like, it's super cool, but they'll be just like paragraphs, and they're broken up into like, sections of where he just sat down for the day writing things out to remind himself of things and it's like damn dude they're they're just good good ass life lessons to think about he was the one that said like even if you are getting your nuts sucked it's better to act like a gangster than a fool that yeah i believe that's uh i believe that's in there right <laughs> i couldn't tell you exactly what passage but i'm pretty sure that was in there <laughs> that it was like there is one it is a fun it is a fun read it's, some of the passages are very dated because it's like it was there was an, an idea of like you know you're in charge of your thoughts and it doesn't matter like you know what the what the people at Congress say or what the people in town say or what your slaves say or what your children say and it's like it's just like thrown in there like oh yeah slavery was around and was a big deal and like it I I think he like he advocates to like be good to your slaves but he never really advocates to like free your slaves because it's like that just, that just wasn't an idea back then <laughs> so it's it's a funny it's a funny thought. To think of like, oh, yeah, well, you should be good to your slaves, but I don't have slaves to be good to, so. <laughs> it's, you know, tr- maybe treat everyone like your slave, but then treat them good, I guess, is, is one yeah, interpretation. You know. It always comes back to slavery with me. I'm not, I don't like slavery, you guys. I just, it's, I shouldn't joke about it either. I'm a piece of shit, so whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I do, I mean, I do remember one thing from it, and it's like, you know, love people that you're brought together with despite circumstances and love them with all your heart. Something like that. Like, just, you know, if if what if fate, for whatever reason, if the stars deign that you are to be with these people, 
love them, don't hate them. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really the biggest uh, takeaway from Stoicism, or at least from Marcus Aurelius, it was like, like, go with nature is like the big deal with Stoicism, is like, the world and the natural environment live in cohesion with that, and then like, you know, nature is going to send bad things your way, it's just gonna happen, like, you know, do you sit around and complain and cry about the bad things that happen to you? No, because that's a part of nature. Just go with it. And, it, you know, it's it, it's stuff like that. that Some of it's kind of hard to apply to modern day, but some of it is, like, just really good thoughts to think. Like, you know, there's there's one that's... One of the passages is just, like, when you wake up and you're laying in bed... And you're like, man, I don't, I don't want to get up. I just want to like lay in bed all day. And then you ask yourself, like, is this what you were made to do? As as a human being, were you made to lay in bed all day and just stay under the covers where it's warm and comfortable? No, you're a human being. You were, you were made. You were put on this earth. You were born to do something. Get up and do it. And it's like, like that's hard to internalize, but it's a, it's a beautiful sentiment and it it's a good motivator to get out of bed in the morning of like mm-hmm. you know I know that's what I've been reading recently I've been working on that again it's a se- it's my second time through it and I'm I'm not taking notes I should take notes but you know whatever I only I spend all my time fucking painting miniatures of xenophobic quote unquote you know, space marines, so whatever. I guess whatever makes important. you happy. <laughs> Never get you through the day. I guess it's not quote unquote they're literally they literally want to destroy alien races, but you know, whatever. We don't have to get into Warhammer. That's a whole that's a whole thing. We can talk about that. This is a video game podcast where we talk about video games. First and foremost. Yeah. <sighs> no, I think we covered a lot of my gripes with the modern video game industry. I mean, the I'm glad you brought up the point that there were devs coming out and attacking Baldur's Gate, being like, well, this isn't how we should hold AAA RPG. This, this isn't a standard that we should hold AAA RPGs to because this is a, you know, it's an, they're an outlier. They're whatever. Even though they have less employees than a lot of these AAA studios, I think Larian only has 400 somewhat active employees where like ea has a thousand something like that ubisoft you know they've got tons across multiple studios and it's and it's like larian put out this this game that there's just so much to it you know all these branching options you have you feel like you have so much choice and whatever in it whereas all these you know i think of uh, the last, you know, Ubisoft RPG I played, fucking Odyssey, which they gave you the illusion of choice, but really it was like pick a female or male character and then either be good or evil. Jeez. And that was it. Ugh. And there were like certain key points in the game where you could choose to do one thing or another. And there's always an objectively good mm-hmm. option. Even The Witcher kind of falls into that. Like. Yeah, it's good, you know, good writing and stuff, but there's objectively good and bad things that you can do. 
Yeah, and, then, and like, but but it, but it was also game. good in the fact that there were things that you did earlier on that didn't come into play later. So I think that's a, a sign of a good RPG is like if you do something early on that you don't feel like is a is of any consequence or is a huge consequence, but it does come into play later. Yeah, that is a big deal. Like because it's like it'll it remembers what you've done, and it's like your your actions have consequences, and that's. That reflects the real world, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like real life, like, sometimes you just wing it, and you pick an option, and then you don't think about it, and then all of a sudden, you know, some dude's coming after you because you did some butterfly effect that killed his sister, she got, like, mm-hmm. super AIDS or super cancer from your option, now he's coming to avenge her. Yep, yep, you buy that you burger can't plan at for McDonald's, that. and you kill somebody's sister, that's, that's, that's how real life <laughs> It's real life, man. That's just how it goes. <laughs> it's how I go day to day. Just people um, collecting blood debts that I have uh, created through my war path through life. <laughs> man, I want to. I want to I wanna go on a war path. I want. No, never mind. I don't want to do that. I'm kidding. Not in real life. Not in. That's what video games are for. So yeah. that I can act out, I can have my power fantasy, and eat my cake too. Mm-hmm. That's that's the expression, right? Let them have their power fantasies. And Anne yes. Boleyn, or no, and not Anne Frank. And what is it? What who said that? Mary Mary Curry, maybe. Let them eat cake. Yeah, who said that? I don't know. Probably some fucking posh, stuck up. Victorian woman, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was, I mean, maybe it was Queen Victoria herself. Anne Boleyn sounds remember. right, but... Anne Boleyn sounds right, but I don't think it's her. Maybe it was... Yeah, it was It was some, I don't know, some Victorian bitch who was like, I don't give a fuck about the serfs who are revolting right now. Ha ha ha. By the way, we all have syphilis. Like, that's that was why they wore the wigs and, and shit, was syphilis. That's a big... If you listen to any podcasts, that's what they talk about. So, is it Marie Antoinette? Antoinette, that yeah, that sounds right. That was pro- it was probably her. That sounds right. Which I guess her, that quote was also misinterpreted. I've heard, but whatever, you know. History is just lore, and history is just lore. Mm-hmm. Just it literally life is. Lore. Which is boring. It's not as cool as... Not as cool as video games. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Man. Not as cool as, like, being an anthropomorphic bandicoot that has a spin and (laughs) eats wumpa fruit. Yeah, and sells Pizza Hut. Sells Pizza (laughs) Hut. Yeah. That's the real life, dude, is to be sponsored by Pizza Hut. We just need to, once we get that Pizza Hut sponsorship and we can really cash out. Pizza Hut needs sick. to, like, give out Steam keys now or something. Dude, yeah. <laughs> or, like, like like re, like key resellers, like they work with, like, G2A or whatever it is, that really bad one that just, like, steals people's credit cards to buy Steam keys. They need oh, to work yeah. with those people <laughs> to give out, you know. <laughs> Like buy oh buy a uh, two 
large two topping pizzas and you get a free copy of Celeste or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Wasn't there something on the the Xbox that like had like the domino it was like the Domino's button or something and you could just order Domino's from your Xbox? The Wii. That oh, was, the, it was Wii. the Wii. Okay, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And it only worked in Japan, but I, apparently someone <laughs> got it to work in America because there was like one store here in America or something that was still connected to the server. I can't remember the exact details, but someone got it to work here in America. They ordered like a pizza from New York. That's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, we need more stuff like that. I need to be, like, that That was the whole, you know, idea behind it. It was like, oh, I'm playing Skyward Sword right now. I kind of feel like having a shitty pizza, so let me go to the Domino's app and <laughs> order a fucking shit pizza. <laughs> Without even getting off my couch. Even though the Wii was, like, designed for you to not be sitting down. But you could sit down and play it. That's... Oh, you bet you could. Oh, yeah. Most people did. Oh, yeah. That's why I Once want that the, VR uh, treadmill, dude. Forget to get uh to get We Fit Two, the fitting, make everybody super fit because you have to like run on the treadmill and do like I don't know ab crunches or something. I don't know. I've never played We Fit One, so I don't know what the story is. But We Fit Two, I think, is gonna be the next gen. It's gonna be great. VR. I think the funny thing about We Fit was that it was uh calibrated for Japanese people. Mm. So like <laughs> American skinny at the time was Japanese fat. So like nice. <laughs> you know, you would you you wouldn't you wouldn't you know you'd only weigh like it would be like a chick and she'd weigh 130 pounds or whatever, but it would be like oh morbidly obese. Just some poor anorexic girl who's like, yeah, I'm finally average. Like, <laughs> like nah, nah, trick. <laughs> you fat as fuck. Damn. I think they eventually fixed that with later copies, but that was like a big issue with it. Because they just didn't calibrate it for American uh, uh, robustness. Mm-hmm. We make them big, thick, and tall here. Nice and, yeah, big, thick. Americans. That's my other goal for, uh, I know it's been my goal for the last, like, five, ten years is to get a six-pack, but I really want to get a six-pack, dude. I just hate doing sit-ups. I hate doing sit-ups so much. But I want a six-pack. I want it. Yeah. I want abs. Maybe you have the genetics for an eight-pack. You don't Maybe. know until you like you find out, but some people do legitimately have eight packs. Man, I always thought it was just a mis like a thing that like JoJo characters. It was just a something you could never attain. It was artistic license, but no, it, it yeah. can happen apparently. Really, like some people have six packs, some people could have like an extra set an extra of two whatever. Packs. I don't know abdominal yeah. muscles like right beneath your breasts. Oh, so you got that okay. extra two yeah. up there. The like the real upper it's like an extra definition of your upper abs mm-hmm. that cuts it into an eight pack. That's what I want. I've always wanted to be like fat ripped, like look super fat, like 
have the same like proportions I have now, but when I take off my shirt, I'm like fat, but, but like I have a six muscle. packs like yeah. solid muscle, yeah. <laughs> like I like I just got done lifting the Blarney Stone or whatever that Damn. kind of ripped. Oof, that'd be sick, dude. You'd be that sh- like strong man ripped, where you're like. Yes. You're just you're just big, just genetically big, and like you don't look like you're super athletic, but you could like lift a fucking truck without any assistance other than like a weight lifting belt or something on. I don't know. Right. It's all just solid. It's not just, like yeah. flabby or whatever. It's just solid mass. Yeah. You're just shaped round. You just you're shaped like you're just you're just barrel chested, but it's like a legit barrel. It'd be tight. Yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. I think that's like cool. just as good as you know being super thin cut. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to get super thin cut. I want to look like Bruce Lee, and then like once I get the body of Bruce Lee, then I get the surgery in my face to look like Bruce. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Do the reverse yeah. of. Do the reverse thing that Koreans do, that they, they get the Americanized eyes or whatever. Oh, you get the, yeah, you get like the, yeah, get the, the, the Asian eyes. You get the Asian eye surgery. I'm sure that there's a, I'm sure that there's a way to do that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But until then, I'm just going to keep fucking playing video games until I become the Elden Lord. Because now that you're Elden Lord, that really makes me want to be the Elden Lord too. So now I need to I need to get back on Elden Ring and finish it. I mean, I, if it goes on sale on PC, I'm definitely going to buy it. Dude, it's so good on and PC. And I'll play it again. Oh, oh, it's so good. God damn. Man. But until then, just remember folks that Baldur did nothing wrong and Baldur's Gate's not real. Baldur's Gate is He a did not scare little kids and then drink their blood to get no. the adrenochrome. He did not do that. <laughs> Baldur will not divide us. <laughs> All right, I think uh, we can call it Yeah. There. I know that. What well, do you This is for all the times I got grounded. Oh. Oh, oh! Ha! I can almost feel his bows on my fist! <laughs> Come on, baby, kiss me! Kiss me! Kiss me, Mario! I wrote a blog post a while ago about why I f***ing hate video games. Because this is what it does. It appeals to, like, the male fantasy. <laughs>